Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Travel Squad Podcast. We're four friends that grew up together in the same small town. We followed each other to San Diego, and now we adventure the world together. One passport stamp at a time. We're here to share our travel stories and inspire you to go on your own adventures. Even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal. Brittany. Kim. And I'm Dana. And And we're we're the the Travel Travel Squad Squad Podcast. So grab your tickets, your passport, and don't forget your travel insurance. And prepare for takeoff. Hello, fellow travelers. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 53 of the Travel Squad podcast. Today, we are taking you to the top 10 national parks that you are going to love and big announcement big launch date let's take you right into it so all 62 national parks are definitely on my bucket list and so far i visited more than half of them and even with only visiting half it's really hard for us to select only 10 national parks because all of the parks are very beautiful and unique and they each have something to offer Yeah, we'll definitely have to have a version two of this episode because not only are they all so unique and all of them a sight to be seen, but we're constantly visiting new ones. So this top 10 list can grow and change. Yeah, and it's often been said that the national parks was America's best idea. And there's so much to explore and see within our own backyards, even here in the United States. And as Brittany said, it was really hard to narrow this list down to just 10, but these 10 national parks are sure to excite and intrigue for their beauty and sheer uniqueness compared to the other national parks. These are for sure a top 10 to add to your must-see list that you will absolutely love. And before we get into the top 10 list, we have a very exciting announcement to share with you. We are launching our very first product, and it's actually the inspiration for this episode. So you all know we love visiting national parks, and we love getting you all excited about visiting it yourself too. We love telling you what we did. We love giving you all the tips that we learned along the way. And now we have something very exciting to reveal to you. So we wanted to create something with even more value than our episodes by detailing national park trip itineraries with comprehensive 
multi-page guides. This is like a squad tip, but a squad itinerary really <laughs> is what it is. It's a really good way to put it. And we've been working on these for months, pulling together information on what to see and do in these national parks, where to stay, directions for the best routes, and even where to eat along the way. And we're just putting them into these really beautiful PDF guides. And we're so excited to share them with you guys. Yes. And so we're very excited to announce that they are now available on our website. We have put love, consideration, and our heart, sweat, blood, and tears <laughs> into these itineraries. At least uh, some of us have. <laughs> All of us have. All of us have. Just kidding, just kidding. But you'll get the clean version. There won't be any blood on yours. <laughs> um, and because today is the day that we are launching them, we're offering some specials off the price. So go to our Instagram at Travel Squad Podcast or our website, travelsquadpodcast.com and get all the information you can get to buy them. So with that said, let's get right into that list, ladies. Who wants to talk about the first one? First, I want to say that these are in no particular order at all whatsoever. But the first national park we're going to talk about is Carlsbad Caverns National Park, located in southeastern New Mexico. And Jamal and I actually went to this national park for a birthday trip that I planned. And you guys know Jamal hates hiking on his birthday. Hate it. <laughs> you ask to hike every year on your birthday. Uh, Brittany pretty much dictates that I hike every year on my birthday. That's really how it goes. And being the good husband that I am, I sacrifice my special day to make it special for her. Well, what a good wife. <laughs> she knows what you want without you having to say it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And Carlsbad Caverns is super unique. It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site. It has a very large limestone chamber. It's the largest in North America. And you actually have to take take an elevator and take it 750 feet down to enter the cave. So that's super impressive. It's like, I want to say 4,000 feet long and 625 feet wide. It is so cool. If you guys haven't been, definitely check it out. There's a movie line that says, that's a huge bitch. And let me tell you something. That cavern is a huge bitch, but in a really, really <laughs> impressive way. I mean, I've been in so many different caves, but when I went into this one at Carlsbad Caverns National Park, I mean, my mind was just blown away. You get down there, it's nice and cooled. I mean, it's in the cave, there's no sunlight. It's around 40, 50 degrees. You see the stalagmites, the stalactites just coming out in these unique formations in this limestone cave. And it's just so, so impressive. I mean, I love it. Yeah, at one point, while we were down there, Jamal looks at me and he goes, this is pretty cool to see on my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so he was he was really happy. And we think that you guys will love this national park. Specifically, you can take small group tours and see even more of the cave that isn't part of the self-guided tour. And it's just really unique and it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, because mostly when I think of national parks, at least, I think of nature. Not that this isn't nature, but I think of mountains. I think of waterfalls. I think of big trees, meadows or something. But no, this is a legitimate cave. And it's just so impressive. And I think that adds to the uniqueness. You can take the elevator down, like Brittany said, or there's a natural entrance that you could hike into it or out of it. And that's even intense in and of itself. You just come across this mountain out in the middle of nowhere in the desert. And then there's this big black hole and boop, let me just go down it. It's really, really cool. That really is unique. so cool. This yeah. wasn't a squad trip when you guys went. I am dying to go here. Yeah, you definitely have to go. What happens if the electricity goes out when you're in that 750 foot drop in the elevator? 
Well, I guess you're in the elevator shaft until the electricity comes back on. But the good news is if you're already down in the chamber, there's a natural way in. So you can just hike it back out. I mean, if you could see. You can see. I mean, they're going to have uh, emergency lights, Zana. You, I'm see, this is you. No, no, no. I don't think you're teasing because this is always <laughs> you thinking the worst of any situation. Oh, my God. What if there's bears? Oh, my God. What if there's cougars? Oh, my God. What if the power goes out? Like, <laughs> come on, seriously. Well, you know, you just, you never know. You got to be prepared. I, you know, I was a Girl Scout. You got to be prepared. Well, I'm sure they have a backup plan and I wouldn't be concerned. Okay. Right. And if you guys want to hear more about Carlsbad Caverns in particular, do check out episode 39. We had a whole episode on it. For number two on our list, you could be prepared by bringing, say, a stale banana flavored bagel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number two is Sequoia National Park. This place is so beautiful. It's located in the southern Sierra Nevada mountains in California. And it's so unique because of these massive trees, not necessarily tall skyscraper trees, but extremely huge around. Massive girth, right, Kim? Massive girth. We know you love the girth. <laughs> <laughs> you can wrap yourself around the girth and look like an ant on it. Well, they are very girthy, but you said not necessarily tall. That's true. The sequoia trees are not necessarily the tallest in the world. They are the largest in terms of volume, but they are actually tall. And that's another thing that really makes them unique is they're one of five tree species that actually grows to be over 300 feet. So even even though they are technically the largest, they are not the tallest, but in terms of sheer size, they are still so impressive to see. And we think that you guys will love this national park because exploring the giant forest is so humbling. You see all of the massive trees. And in this forest specifically, there's five out of the 10 most massive trees in the world. So it's super cool to see. You'll feel like a little ant. You could tell be a little tree hugger, wrap your arms around the trees as well, <laughs> get lost in the forest. And Sequoia National Park also has Crystal Caves and Moro Rock, which are both unique and definitely worth a visit to go see. I just created a little rhyme about it all. It's going to be so worth when you're on the turf to feel the girth on Mama Earth. Ooh, look at you pulling this <laughs> wow. rhyme out of nowhere. You are a rapper. You have a rap career going. <laughs> just pulled that out of nowhere. It's quite impressive. I'm not going to lie, Zana. When you want to be witty, you just pull them out. And I'm so impressed. <laughs> I just know how to rhyme, I guess. But... You know, I agree with Brittany. They're just so unique. I mean, we've all been to Sequoia on a squad trip. That's why Kim brings up the stale bagel. <laughs> in Sequoia, it actually touches another national park, Kings Canyon. We got lost on a hike. We had no food. It was like 16 miles, so we enjoyed that stale banana-flavored bagel. But truly, when you're in the forest, it's just so impressive to really be in there. And I've been in lots of forests in the mountain areas, but something about this is just truly majestic that you'll definitely enjoy. Yeah, and if you guys want to check that episode out, it's episode number five. Really funny episode. Lots I've of fun stories on that, too. Episode five is still, to this day, we have many episodes. We've been to many places this is my favorite episode that we've recorded because I think it's so funny and you'll be able to hear Jamal and Kim banter about their best tips for taking pictures for each other and for strangers. 
Jamal and I actually just recently went to Sequoia National Park and we explored a new trail called the Congress Trail that we've never been on a, on this as a squad. And it's actually really um, witty because on the Congress Trail, they have a tree named the President. It's the third largest tree in the world. And then you go down the line and there's a grouping of trees, large trees, named the Senate. And then you walk oh, a little bit funny. further and there's a bigger grouping of trees called the House. Like the House of Representatives. Careful. Look at these witty people out there making names. <laughs> Donald Trump's after getting his face on uh, Mount Rushmore. Pretty soon he's going to have a tree in Sequoia. It's going to be called the Don Don. <laughs> <laughs> so the next national park on our list that you'll absolutely love. It's a classic. I'm sure when we think of national parks, this is probably one of the top five that comes up for most people, regardless if you've been or not. The Grand Canyon. National Park. It is grand. Zana thought it was going to be a little bit more grand than it really was when we were there, didn't you, Zana? I don't know that movie <laughs> quote, but yeah, like it, it was a, well, I thought the Grand Canyon would be a little bit more grand than it this. It was the Rocky Mountains were going to be more rocky than oh, this. Oh, that's what it is. That's what it is. So anyways, I morphed it into that. I thought the Grand Canyon was going to be a little bit more grand than that. And so Jamal posted a picture and I made that comment just to be funny. And I guess my mom saw it and she told Jamal so it sounds like Xana didn't really like the Grand Canyon. And Jamal's like, what? We thought she had a great time. When did she tell you this? And so my mom made the comment that she posted that. And then we all laughed. So when Jamal said that, I was like, whoa, look at that. Mom's spreading rumors about me. Well, she didn't understand the movie quote uh, and the joke you were trying to make in my comment. But, I can relate to that. But point, <laughs> you never understand. Well, Zane and I always go on and on about movie quotes. So Brittany and Kim seem to be left out on that. But I can assure you the Grand Canyon is grand. And you'll love it. Why don't you tell us why, ladies? I think like it's so cool because the rock matter that you find there dates back to a little over two billion years, which Whoa. is billion. billion with a B. B billion with a B. And that's pretty crazy because the United States doesn't even have that much history as a country. <laughs> <laughs> Nowhere near it, apparently. You know, so it's like so interesting to just, I mean, obviously, you know that Earth has been here for like X amount of years, but to just know that that was like brewing here on our home turf, on our home country. Well, it's really cool, too, because the canyon was carved by the Colorado River that's still running through it. So to this day, it's still getting formed. It's so many miles long, so many miles across. I mean, clearly, it's just grand. Yeah, I mean, like the people that are going to be on this earth two billion years from now. I mean, it's like I can only imagine what they'll see when they go to the Grand Canyon then. I love the Grand Canyon because you feel tiny in there. And I love that just to be reminded of how massive and beautiful nature is. We went there on a squad trip on an American Southwest road trip where we saw a few different things in the area and looped back to San Diego. Which is one of the itineraries that we are dropping for you guys. Grand Canyon is an American Southwest road trip. Yes, it's it's a really great road trip. Just a few days. We actually have a whole episode on it, episode number eight. So go listen to that one too if you're interested. And so I just have a special place in my heart for the Grand Canyon. Yeah, and you know what's crazy about the Grand Canyon is on the app, All Trails, which gives you, you know, the hikes that you can do in a specific area, they have 54 hard trails just for the Grand Canyon. And that's just hard. Oh, my. <laughs> that's yeah. very impressive. No it's easy like days at the Grand Canyon. Well, I mean, I didn't check easy. to see the easy or the medium, but like, like I said, 54 hard. And they were ranging up to like 18 to 27, I think it was, 27 miles. And I'm just like, oh 
oh my God, who's hiking 27 miles through the Grand Canyon? But there are people who are doing that. And we know that you guys are going to love this national park. It's such an iconic American experience. And there's so many different ways to actually see this national park. You can hike down into the canyon. You can view it from the rim. You can actually raft down the river as well. Or you can even take a helicopter tour and pass over it. You can ride a mule down too. We saw that (laughs) happening. So cool. (laughs) I also heard someone tell me that they've hiked rim to rim from the southern rim to the northern rim in one day, which is also super impressive. (laughs) Does anyone else feel immature when you hear someone say rim i was just about to say that sounds like a rim job rim to rim. well i thought it was rim only me rim. thinking about it but i'm glad to see see this is why the squad gets along when Brittany said rim to rim we all kind of looked at each other here and thought to ourselves the worst possible implication of it <laughs> but you know another thing before we move on from the grand canyon that i thought to be really unique about it is we live here in California, it's actually pretty close to us in consideration to a lot of other national parks. First time I had gone was actually on the squad trip here that we're talking about. And you see photos of it and you see all this rock formation and you really think like, man, this is in the middle of the desert. It's Arizona. It's going to be hot. And that's definitely the case. But what they don't really show you when they're focusing those photos on the canyon is that the rim of the canyon is at such a high elevation and it's really foresty up there like when we were driving getting to our hotel we were at a lodge that made me feel like we were in the woods in a cabin which we really really were so don't be deceived even though it looks really desert and barren at the high elevations of the canyon rim it's definitely forested and i found that to be really really unique and cool yeah and you just got to be careful when you do go because during the summer obviously you don't want to pass out from the heat they do have signs about water or turning around the trail that we did was i think the south kaibab trail correct and if i'm not mistaken it was going to be 14 miles round trip correct and we only made it seven round trip based on the time in which we started was that correct yes that was correct yeah we didn't do too much i wish we could have done it but based on time that we started and just weather because we were moving on somewhere too but think about this i mean if you're at the grand canyon you're starting at the top and hiking in so the hard part is hiking out so Mm -hmm. the long longer portion of your hike is going to be when you're actually leaving the canyon itself. I remember just hiking down and we were so excited to be taking pictures. Oh, get my picture here. Get my picture here. And then we were coming up and no one wanted a fucking picture. (laughs) We got enough going down. Oh my God. You're so hot. You're so sweaty. You're just ready to get out. And we went in December. I can't imagine how hot it would be in the middle of July. Don't try it in July. There was actually snow at the top of the rim. And it's so surprising because it's in Arizona, which you typically think of as being a really hot desert, but there is snow and forest there. And that's why I found the forest to be so surprising. So really unique in that own right too. Very iconic Americana and really unique national park in general. One more thing to add is when you are going to your lodging, just watch out for the road because there are elk crossings. Yeah, I almost hit one and totaled our car. You want to hear the full story? Check out episode eight. Yeah. So number four on our list is Yellowstone National Park. So we actually haven't released an episode on Yellowstone National Park, but we do plan to release it in a few weeks as episode number 57. And this is the first partial squad trip that we took during COVID. We took this trip in late May, early June, myself, Jamal, and Kim. And Yellowstone is primarily located in Wyoming, but it also extends into Idaho and Montana. Yeah, and Yellowstone, just for your own information, is America's first national park. So this one is the gym of them all. This is 
what everyone said is so beautiful we have to protect and started the whole national park system, Yellowstone right here. And you're in Yellowstone, it's in the mountainous areas, so full of wildlife, but what really makes Yellowstone so unique is its geothermal activity. It sits on top of a super volcano, 25% of the world's geysers are located in this park alone. So if you think you're gonna be excited seeing bison, grizzlies, you will, it's cool, but the <laughs> geothermal formations make Yellowstone so, so unique compared to the rest. It's hard to say which one is the most unique because they're all so different. But if I had to pick one, I would say this one because it's unlike anything that you'll ever see anywhere else, especially all crowded together the way that it is. You can see a lot of cool stuff all in one spot. Yeah, it's the first time I've really seen such unique colors of geothermal springs and so much wildlife in one place. And I was just really amazed about everything I saw in the park. There's just so much to offer. You can spend days exploring this national park and not get tired of what you see. I mean, it's just so huge. So saying that you could spend days there is absolutely correct. We did spend days there. And this is like America's safari when you go to Yellowstone. So again, yes, it is so unique because of the geothermal activity, the hot springs, the geysers, but truly this is the American safari. Bears, wolves, bison, fox, anything you can think of in terms of like big game animals in the United States, they are here in Yellowstone. It's also a good park if you're not super into hiking, but you still love nature because there's a lot of really cool, beautiful things you can see and not have to hike to get to them. That's really true. I didn't even think about that. I noticed that when we were there, but I'm glad that you brought that up because a lot of the stuff is like look out points, look at nature, see things. So yeah, not a lot of hiking. Not to say that there isn't, but truly you don't have to really put in hard days. A lot of them can be easy days if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Legit easy days. And some of the longer trails are actually paved as well and flat. So it's very accessible for a lot of different people. So number five on our list is going to be Olympic National Park. Now this park is in Washington State in the northwest corner. And my God, this place is like Narnia if you know what I mean. It's so pretty. I have been twice now. Everything is covered in lush moss. There's flora, there's rainforest, there's real drier forest. There's river systems draining from the Glacier Olympic Mountains. There's 70 miles of wilderness coastline. It has so many different ecosystems. And in 1981, it became a UNESCO World Heritage Site as well as an International Biosphere Reserve. So it's very, very cool. And despite how amazing and cool and different it is it's fairly less trafficked than some of the other popular national parks in the country yeah and what i really like about this park is when you just visualize maybe what you know in your head or what you've seen of the pacific northwest in terms of its nature and rugged forests i mean this is it in olympic national park just so green so watery with streams waterfalls it's just so iconically beautiful and even the coastline along the ocean jagged boulder rock beaches i mean just so impressive and pretty at the same time you guys are gonna love the eerie nature vibes as you walk through the Ho rainforest and while you walk through that rainforest don't forget to bring a rain jacket because it does drizzle out there or um, an umbrella don't be zayna what <laughs> zayna always forgetting things umbrellas top on that list umbrellas are not that needed in san diego well they're needed when you go other places it's like gloves <laughs> she's at a loss for words over here 
Number six on our list is Hot Springs National Park. Ooh, I love Hot Springs. In Hot Springs, Arkansas. Arkansas for you guys. <laughs> this place is interesting because, well, yes, it does have nature and it's beautiful. It's actually a city as well. The town is the national park. So that's really cool. It has hot spring water under the ground. So it's this unusual natural phenomenon of the hot water boiling out of the earth and coming steam up from the ground, the streets and the nature parts of the national park. It's really cool. They even had parts on the public streets where they had a tap to the thermal water. And what was really interesting about it too is when you think of thermal water, you may think of it as sulfuric, kind of that eggy smell to it. But no, this thermal water and hot springs had none of that i mean people literally go here who are residents to go fill water from the public thermal taps granted they're hot they just let them cool down they put them in big five gallon jugs but i can't tell you how many people that we saw do that and what really like kim said makes it unique is this national park is a town not the whole town itself but the main row that has the bathhouses is the portion of the national park and we experienced the bathhouses when we were there and why don't you ladies tell us a little bit about those bathhouses and what you can do there. Well, Jamal, you can go there and cure your syphilis. Why are you telling everybody I have syphilis right now? (laughs) (laughs) One, I don't have syphilis, but funny that you mentioned that because we found out when we were in Hot Springs, Arkansas, that a lot of people used to think that the Hot Springs had healing properties. So a lot of people with syphilis back in the day in the early 1900s went there to try to cure it. One of those people being Al Capone. And guess what? Al Capone died in Alcatraz, San Francisco of syphilis. And he went to Hot Springs quite frequently to go try to cure it. So, um... One, they're no longer using the hot springs to treat syphilis. See your doctor about some penicillin. But (laughs) (laughs) back in the day, that's what they used to do. So the main row is called Bathhouse Row, and it previously had a whole bunch of bathhouses lining it. They're actually down to, I want to say, two bathhouses. We visited one of them, and they had four different pools of varying thermal water temperatures. And so we actually wanted to visit each pool and go in from the coolest to the hottest. So that's exactly what we did. We felt really nice and refreshed. You get to sweat everything out as well. The hot one... Except for syphilis. Mm-hmm. Except for syphilis. No sweating that out. The hottest pool they tell you it's only a few more degrees than like the lowest pool and you're like how different can it be but really it gets hot pretty quickly but we had a really good time just relaxing at these bathhouses and the quaint streets filled with tourists was really cool to see it feels like a small like city vibes in a small town Mm -hmm. and I also loved that this national park is the only national park to have a brewery in it and they use the hot spring water to make their beer that's so cool I mean, we definitely went to that brewery and had a few beers before we went into the bathhouses. I mean, they turned these into lush, posh experiences. I mean, if you think about going to Vegas and what a spa treatment's going to be like, these bathhouses are it. Nice water, nice pools. You can get massage. They have steam rooms that they've made from the natural steam coming from the earth in them. Really, really unique experience all around and even more unique by the fact that this is actually a city itself. And there's so much history in this tiny town in Arkansas, not just with the bathhouses and the syphilis, but (laughs) it was a huge hub for American gangsters. Yeah, and they used to have baseball spring training out there Mm -hmm. before they had it in Florida and then Arizona. Why did did the MLB leave Hot Springs? Very good history uh, topic to bring up, Kim. 
MLB left hot springs for spring training because too many of the players were catching syphilis because they were banging people out there trying to cure their syphilis in the hot spring. This is also the place where the the roots of Las Vegas were formed because mm-hmm. what's his name? Bugsy. Bugsy Siegel, the guy who uh, was the founder of the Flamingo mm-hmm. Hotel and Casino, which is still in Las Vegas. That was his original stomping grounds before he made his way out west to Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. And so we even ate at a place that used to be a speakeasy and you can still see just the old remnants of how it was set up back in the day. So very nice. And then one of my favorite things is not only is this super quaint street to stroll down and then you have the hot springs right there, but they also have a trail right there alongside the city. And so you can go hiking and overlooking the city. They also have the traditional bathhouse. You can see what bathhouses look like back in the day in its heyday. And these private old tubs and these old contraptions that they had in the locker rooms. And just people were really into bathhouses. Some of them looked like torture chambers when we were in there. So yeah, one of the bathhouses that you can no longer frequent as an actual bathhouse is a museum of the national park. And that's what Kim is referencing. So unique to see them. They need to bring more bathhouses back to bathhouse row i am pro bathhouses me too we'll just create a travel squad bathhouse right here in san diego oh that'll be our (laughs) next product launch they also have a bomb ass cupcake shop there along the street hell yeah they do there's a lot of really good eats in this small quaint town we talk about it all in episode 22 so if you guys want to go back and listen to that one it's a good one if you're interested in going and we're talking about hot springs a lot i feel like we can't get off the topic because of how cool it really really was so if Again, you want to hear more, go listen to that episode. Such a unique national park. In fact, one more thing to add before we move on is that you can often hear us talking about how Hot Springs is one of our favorite places that we visited that is completely underrated or someplace that we just didn't think that we were going to enjoy as much as we did. We mentioned that a lot in a lot of our episodes. The seventh national park on this list is Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. It is on the big island of Hawaii. And Jamal and Britt, you guys went there. Big Island, Hawaii. We specifically went to this national park, one, because we want to go to all national parks, but I'm going to say it again. My Hong Kong Disneyland trip got canceled due to COVID as we were going to Hong Kong, supposed to go in March. And we figured to ourselves, you know what? Let's go to a national park. Let's go to Hawaii. And we did Hawaii volcanoes and it definitely did not disappoint. So Hawaii Volcanoes National Park is home to two of the most active volcanoes in the world, Kilauea and Mauna Loa. And when you go to this national park, you can actually feel the heat and steam coming from steam vents as you walk through the park. They also have a lava tube. So really unique geological structures within the park that you're not going to find at a lot of the other national parks that we've mentioned so far. And when we went, we weren't fortunate enough to see actual lava flow. You can see lava flow a lot of the times at Hawaii Volcanoes National Park. We had gone here in 2020, about two years ago in 2018, as a matter of fact, when we were all going to Kauai, this was erupting. Do you ladies remember that? And as we were flying to Kauai, the pilot even said, hey, if you look out the window, you can see all the smoke from the volcanoes. And they had to evacuate all the people who lived in the area, other residents. So, I mean, this is really, really active. So it's really unique to see. But what I found to be the most amazing thing about it, even though we didn't get to see lava flowing, is you are on the top of a volcano, 
high up in the Hawaiian Island Mountains. So it pretty much is rainforest and jungle out there. But then when you look out to the volcano itself, it's just sheer black death. You can see the volcanic rock. So it's just such a crazy disparity of colors and landscape. And one of the most unique things I've seen to see so much greenery and life around. And then an area right by it that's just so dead and void, but so pretty and beautiful at the same time. You can't describe it until you've seen it. It's quite amazing. Jamal and I went as COVID was hitting the United States. So it was very interesting. I want to say that this national park doesn't get a lot of visitors in general. And when we were there, we were pretty isolated on some of the trails. We were the only people on the trail and we would only pass people like every 30 minutes or so. It was just so sparse with people. I also love that in some of the hikes, you get to hike through the rainforest, like Jamal said, and we actually crossed the caldera floor, which is like the floor of the volcano and walk all the way across it and then hike back up the other side back into the rainforest and just to see how crazy it is between those two ecosystems the rainforest and then just like the desolate caldera floor it's really just a humbling experience and i'm so glad i got to experience it while we were there so the next park that we want to talk about for you guys, number eight on our list is Bryce Canyon National Park located in Southern Utah. I love Bryce. This is one of my most favorite places. And I remember before we went, a lot of people were telling me like, oh my gosh, you're going to love it. I've always wanted to go. You're so lucky, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking to myself, it's just a national park. And we got there and oh my gosh, you guys, it is not just a national park. It is so special. Well, you seem really excited about it. And I want you to tell us what's special about it. I mean, there's just so what many. What did you love? They have so many hoodoos. And I have never heard of a hoodoo before in my life. And then I think, I don't know if it was Jamal or Brittany, but someone was like, hoodoo. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. But eventually I realized that those are the rock formations. They are columns or pinnacles of weathered rocks. I don't even know how to describe it other than the definition that I got off uh, Wikipedia. And they're this beautiful orange color. The whole vast place is orange. They have white swirls. They have darker orange and reddish swirls. It's just so pretty, the coloring of it. The hikes are really pretty. The hoodoos just pop out from the ground or make little peepholes in the rocks. And some of them look like characters. Like we saw one that looked like Queen Elizabeth. Queen Elizabeth. A couple of them formed together to look like Tower Bridge in London just as well. <laughs> so I guess whoever named these structures clearly loved the UK. I mean, you have the hoodoo that's named after Queen Victoria because it looks like her bust and whole figure. And then you have the Tower Bridge one. So, I mean, these are just really unique structures that come up from the earth. You could just imagine them as towering pinnacles of rocks. There's hundreds, if not thousands of them littering the whole canyon area. And it's just so beautiful to see that desert landscape. And when I was there, I thought to myself, this is probably the iconic shot that people thought of when they thought of the Wild West back in the day, like during America's expansion from the East to the West. This was the Wild Wild West, what it looked like, just such dramatic landscape like that. It was so, so cool to see. Yeah, it's another place where you can also do another rim job. We actually did a rim job <laughs> ourselves as we hiked the fairy tale loop trail in Bryce. So you start on the rim, you hike down into the canyon with all of the hoodoos, and then you hike back up and make a loop onto the rim. So you do a complete rim job. I love that rim job. We eat those rims right up. Yeah, we did. Killed it. You can hear all about that rim job on episode 33. We went into Bryce Canyon the whole weekend that we spent there. 
Well, since we're on the subject, I just want to bring up, you were impressed by the hoodoo girth too, were you not, Kim? The girth and the length. The girth and the length. Quite impressive, to say the least. The protrusion was very (laughs) profound. (laughs) So the next national park we're going to talk about, number nine, is Grand Teton National Park. And we have not released an episode on this, but this will be a future episode, episode 56. And Grand Teton National Park is located in northwest Wyoming. Yeah, and what makes the Grand Tetons really unique is they are actually the youngest range within the Rocky Mountains itself. And as a matter of fact, this is one of the youngest mountain ranges in the entire world. Not the Rockies itself, but the actual Teton range within the Rockies, some of the youngest mountain formations in the world. And even though they are young, they are still so quite dramatic. Eight of the peaks within the 40-mile range are over 12,000 feet high, so just the sheer height and magnitude of these mountains are just so amazing. And I truly thought that this was one of the most beautifully serene national parks that I've ever been to and seen. Yes, Grand Teton National Park has just such dramatic landscapes. And we saw beautiful lakes, glaciers, mountains. We saw the Snake River. And every time we went out into nature, it was just so serene and so beautiful. And we had to get tons of crazy, beautiful nature shots. Got a couple full moon shots of you ladies, too, if you (laughs) know what I'm talking about. That is true, yes. And Grand Tetons is right next to Yellowstone, so you can couple that trip together. And these two parks are pretty heavily trafficked and heavily visited by tourists. So plan your trip to when you want to go or just plan your trip very well with your route you're going to take and where you're going to stay along the way, which is why we're really excited that this is one of the first itineraries that we have coming out. Just dropped today for you guys, so be sure to check it out and be sure to get it. You're not going to be disappointed. We talk about the best hikes to do within the parks, the most optimal route, where to stay, what to eat. So really where to get your bear spray. Yeah, where to get the bear spray. You're definitely going to need that. Zana, you would have freaked out on this trip. Grizzlies all up on the trail, man. No, I wouldn't have because we had bear spray. (laughs) (laughs) And this guide tells you specifically where we pick, well, not we because I wasn't there, but it's very specific about where they picked up the bear spray and where they dropped it off and the better route that they should have taken of where they could have dropped it off because there are multiple locations. So we're very detailed about that and what we would recommend for you so you don't make i don't want to say our mistakes because we didn't make mistakes but could have been uh more optimal yes But before we move on from Grand Tetons National Park, one last thing that I did want to say, and I mentioned it earlier when I said it was one of the most serene, beautiful parks that I've actually been to, let alone scenic landscapes I've ever seen in my life. I mean, the mountains are just so tall. The Grand Teton itself looks to me to look like the Matterhorn. So if you're not going to be able to make it to Switzerland or ever see it in your life, I feel like the Grand Teton is the American version. And it's so cool because these tall mountains, like I said, most of them over 12,000 feet high just shoot up out of this green meadow valley out of nowhere no foothills or anything like that to you know build up to the mountains it's just sheer straight shooting up mountain ranges and it's so impressive to see and i found that to be really quite unique about it that i wasn't expecting when we went Last but not least on our top 10 national parks list is Everglades National Park in Florida. South Florida, south of Miami. Love Florida. I don't really love Florida, (laughs) but I love Everglades National Park. Let me say that. So Everglades National Park is the third largest park in the contiguous United States, and it's primarily on a swamp, and it really lives up to the swampy crocodile-filled landscape that Florida is known for. And we had the best experience in Everglades National Park, myself, Jamal, and Zay 
Dana took an airboat on the swampland. Well, don't forget my parents and my sister Najwa as well, because this was a family excursion right family before trip. we went on a cruise. Yeah, so Jamal's parents and Najwa were also there, and we rode the airboat on the swamp, and it was a hoot. <laughs> you, descri- you used that word to describe it last time. You called it a hoot. It really was. Your mom's <laughs> face, as we were on the airboat, she looked so happy. She was having the time of her life. It was pure adrenaline and let me tell you something i had that same feeling you see the everglades you think to yourself like oh my gosh look at all this tall saw grass which is basically grass that grows out of the water in these swamplands that they have out there and no boats can really go out there with normal propellers so they have the big fan airboats. and my god it's just so loud and then you're gliding on the water and you're making all these sharp turns seeing this crazy landscape seeing crocs seen alligators the one of the only places in the world where you can see both of them together in one ecosystem so it's just really really unique and quite fun to do because realistically that's the only way you can see everglades is by boat because it is all pretty much swampland do you remember when we got off the boat and saw that big croc just sitting there Britt? yeah it was just staring at us like it was going to eat us for lunch xana thought it was going to chomp her well i mean we were on the boat and i remember seeing big ass crocodiles just staring or just chilling too you know, like it's crazy. And the guy who was driving the boat was super burly and hot. So that's so your type that too, Zena. You always type. like the lumberjack style type. Not that it's really lumberjack out there, but that's the best way I could describe the big burly that you just mentioned. Yeah, big burly. <laughs> like if he was about to take off his flannel, you know that you're going to find a chest full of hair. That's your thing, huh? That's my thing. So he was hot. So uh, have fun out there and bring a ponytail because it's a mistake to wear your hair down. Your hair will be completely in your face. And not only that, probably tangled. Not that I have long hair like you ladies for that. But if you don't have it up, yeah, it's squad tip. It's going to be tangled because just the air blowing in your face is just insane. I can't believe all the times that you've been out to Miami, Kim, you haven't gone. I know you tried to go one time and weren't successful. The reason I didn't go is because you you can take an Uber or a Lyft there, but you can't get one back. So we didn't go. They do have organized tours that you can buy from Viator or people on the streets in the tourist offices. They sell them fairly cheap for the transportation for the day. So if you are carless while you're visiting Southern Florida and want to go, check one of those out. And if you want to hear more about Everglades National Park, please check it out in episode 49. And you really can't go wrong visiting this national park. I think it's the only national park that you can go to and ride an airboat. How cool is that? Very cool. Badass. All of these national parks on the list have something that makes them unique. Like this one's in the swamp. We have some in the mountains. We have some for their geysers and their hot springs. And it's so cool. Our country is so cool. So I think that about wraps up our episode. And it's a special time of the week now. Special. It's time for questions of the week. Questions. Yeah. Coming in hot with questions of the week. Ask us now or forever hold your peace. Send in an email, a DM or the gram. Questions of the week coming at you like bam. Woo, look at that round. Ready to hit the club and start dancing now. After COVID. (laughs) So uh, the question that we received this week is from Claude from SF. Thanks, Claude. I don't know if it's San Francisco or San Felipe or... Probably San Fran. Possibly, probably. (laughs) 
<laughs> so Claude is asking, what national park is high on your list that you want to visit, but you haven't visited yet? Fantastic question, Claude. Why don't one of you ladies take this first? I would like to go to Zion. I know that the squad has been. I've never been with them. I do hear them say really wonderful things about that. But I'm going to go with Zion because I also am not 100% sure on all of the national parks out there. That's them. I just go with them on vacation. My list is pretty big, but if I have to pick just one, it's going to be Mesa Verde National Park in Colorado because I love ancient ruins. They just get me going. All the time, Kim. They just get you going. <laughs> You're really hard on Mesa Verde. I love it. They have ancient ruins built into the rock formation so you can tour it and you can walk through it, learn about the history. Love it. I really want to go to Great Sand Dunes National Park oh, in Colorado. And I just realized that you could go sandboarding or sand sledding, which I think would be super, super oh, yeah. fun to do, especially as a squad. So I'm so excited to do that. I can't wait till we go and live out our dreams sledding on the sand. I could see us getting a big sled and just bobsled teaming <laughs> down the sand dunes. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Oh my God, we can take an egg with us too. I can't wait. Kissing an egg is no kind of style. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, then why don't you tell us the movie? Because as Kim said earlier, sometimes she's not up to the movie. I know this Maybe one. Maybe everyone isn't. Well, who doesn't know it? Cool Runnings. We, Jamal, well, not we. Jamal and I grew up on Cool Runnings. And you guys, Sanka put an egg in his bobsled uniform. It was his lucky egg. It was his lucky egg. So I think that we should all put a lucky egg in our clothes. And when we go to sand dunes go down to, to do the sandboarding yeah jamal what's yours for me i'm gonna go with acadia national park in Ooh. maine Ooh. it's on an island in the atlantic ocean off the coast of maine obviously part of maine but just such amazing forested areas on this rock island beautiful waterfalls I really want to get to Acadia National Park. That's high on my list. And I think it's because it's in the top northeast corner of the United States. So in a sense, to me here in the southwest corner of the United States, mm -hmm. it's the complete opposite side. So I need to get there. I retract mine and I'm going to go with Acadia after hearing you describe <laughs> that. <laughs> I still want to go to Zion, but I am going to choose Acadia as number uno. Congaree also looks really cool. Oh, I forgot about Congaree. Which one is you know, this one? Congaree it's is in, in South, South Carolina. Carolina, and this was on our South road trip that we were going to do before we readjusted our plans here and just got back from that trip from uh, the Washington National Parks. We were going to do Congaree first. We'll get there. We'll get there. See, there's just so many to do. I mean, it's hard to name one, but I think the ones that we listed were good ones for sure. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So that about wraps up this episode. Top 10 national parks you're going to love. We hope you also love the itineraries that we've just put out. Please go check them out. Let us know what you think. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, everywhere you can find us at Travel Squad Podcast. Send me in your questions of the week too, please. If you found the information in this episode to be useful, or if you thought we were just plain funny, please make sure to share it with a friend that would enjoy it too. And as always, guys, you know the routine. Please subscribe, rate and review our podcast. Be sure to check out our YouTube page, rate and review it on there just as well. And tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes. Stay tuned for next week's episode. We have some more amazing adventures and tips in store for you guys. Ooh. Where are we going? Ooh. Stay tuned. Find out. Bye. 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 Bye.